This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello, and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast for Friday, August 11th. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins, joined by my co-host, Matthew Dewaskin. Matt, how are we doing? Dylan, doing well. Yeah, you're doing pretty good. Hang in there. How, 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 are you, how are you doing in the Portland heat? It's still plenty warm, but not melt into my chair warm anymore. Okay, my box fan is, is just fine. I'm doing good. So okay. it's more good. of a, a warm summer, not an insane summer. Gotcha. Matt, we had a, a so-so weekend in picks, I'll say. Uh, this pitcher thing has been tough. I, we had Brent Suter not do well. Uh, we had Colin McHugh do uh, real not well. Uh, Luis Castillo was okay. I had Vince Velasquez get shelled. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, you know what, Matt? I, I did have Parker Bridwell do okay, but yeah. I've just been looking at our sheet, and I looked at some of the last years, the previous three year sheets. We both have ERAs over five again, and I'm just starting to wonder: Are we bad at this? Did we somehow lose our touch? This has not been our year for picks. I feel like at all. It's been a tough year for streaming. It really has. It's been a tough year for streaming, and to be fair, it's been a real tough year for pitching, you know, and we don't need to get too much into the conspiracy of the juiced ball and all this and that, but there's been a lot of research about non-elite pitchers have had a real hard time. There aren't very many, if any, good rookie pitchers. Like, everybody's getting shelled, basically. Mm -hmm. So we're, like, I feel like this, it slopes off really harshly in terms of how, uh, how the pitchers are doing like the aces are still fine there's a good elite tier and then once you get into our our realm it's been bad and yeah we have yeah raise over five it's been a bad time Mm -hmm. um but our race is still pretty tight (laughs) you still have a contest going on it's just i don't know what the takeaway here is just that maybe you know streaming is much harder and if you're playing dfs it's a lot riskier but uh, i i did notice that though that, that we've been having a time our hitters you know, are doing okay, though, in this weird experiment we have. Uh, that's been fun. I'm sorry, not to interrupt you, but just thinking about, like, in years past, mm-hmm. like, we've lost, like, quite a few guys who get over that 50% threshold. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, seemed, it felt like, like, in the years past, there'd be, like, you know, two or three guys every month that we would lose. Yeah. And it hasn't really gone that way this year. Like, we, yeah. we you know, we were using Charlie Morton, like, up until last month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he you did know? finally go over. Yeah, Correct. I have him listed here at at well above fifty. But, but either way, you know, we're not really seeing that that kind of, those kind of ownership trends where you see the yeah. you know you know a guy like have you know rattle off like three you know we're able to ride guys for three or four hot starts and then we kind of lose them because of the contest rules. We yeah. haven't really, we, I haven't really seen that happen to him. I mean, we've lost a few guys. You know, Morton is finally over. Henjin Ryu is finally over. But there haven't been that many breakout pitchers. No, really. really no, and that's and I think that's part of the key to, to streaming is finding those breakouts. And there mm. really hasn't been a breakout this year. If you look at our picks and you go back to like earlier in the season and try to see like who we picked early on that blew like took off like Dylan Bundy we got in April and, okay. and we got much better. Uh, yeah. Lance Lynn we liked, but like Lance Lynn was just plain under owned. People slept yeah. on him in the draft. Yeah, for like, whatever. Yeah, he was just under owned, and people didn't. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Other than that, I see a lot of Rockies that were hot for a minute and didn't do much. I had Andrew Triggs, who I really liked until mm-hmm. he got hurt. But I mean, Dan Straley went up there, I guess, but he didn't exactly like blow up. But no, there's a not a lot of names here early on. You, you had Alex Wood in May. <laughs> way to go with that, by the way. That, that was a, a good one there. But I see a lot of bad pitchers on here that did yes. not get better this year, really. Yes. 
so yeah, not a lot of breakouts going on. Uh, so. Julius Jacine. Yeah, Julius Jacine is in there later. Uh, your boy Jordan Montgomery is like right in the <sighs> middle of almost being streamable, but just having a real hard time this year. His pitching's been bad, so. <clears throat> I just noticed that. I thought that was interesting. Mike Clevenger is weirdly the guy that maybe got up and got away, <laughs> surprisingly. He's been fine. Him and Dan Straley. So. Uh, anyway, we are going to look at picks for Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. I mentioned this on the last show. We are not doing a show for Monday. We will record Monday night. It'll come out Tuesday. But we're not skipping a day. We're just going to cover four days today. So it'll it'll even out, but your podcast download schedule might be moderately funky. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be a day off. You'll you'll live. Yeah, and it'll get made up for immediately. So it'll be yes. fine. Okay. So Friday, August eleventh, Matt. I did not have a ton of guys written down. I wrote four names. I think there's a few places to go. Mm. Seth Lugo goes to Philadelphia. I continue to want Seth Lugo to be better than he's been. Yes. But would you at least consider him getting Philadelphia? Yes, just because he's opposite Nick Pavetta, and I think Nick Pavetta is awful. Yeah, I could see him getting a win there. I think the Mets, you know, they trounced on Philadelphia on uh, on Thursday. I could see that for sure. But I don't love it, but it's doable. Mm-hmm. How about Marco Gonzalez of the Mariners starting against the Angels? Are you thinking about that at all? He's only had a few starts this year, and he's been bad. But this yes. is kind of a prospect guy. It's a lefty getting the Angels. It's possible. I'm going to watch it, but I wouldn't use it. I, I want to see yeah. him actually have like a positive result before I toss him in a, yes. a DFS. Which he up. has not yet. No. Yeah. yeah. But interesting guy. Yeah. Uh, I have... Are you going to believe in Paul Blackburn ever? He has a 2.60 ERA and he's facing the Orioles. He also has a 3.4 K per nine. Yeah. It, <laughs> he's not striking anybody out at all. And there's the issue. Like, you, you toss him in a DFS lineup, and you're even if he wins, he's not really going to yeah. give you the kind of points that are going to help you, like, you know, w- win the day, you know? Yeah, and he's allowing a lot of contact in front of a defense that's not that good. And if you look at his game log, it's just kind of a feeling of sometimes the balls find the holes and sometimes they don't. Last time out, six and two-thirds scoreless against the Angels, you know, and that was fine. Before that, five runs allowed to the Giants. Before that, seven scoreless against the Blue Jays. Before that, four runs and five and a third to the Mets. I don't think you know what you're going to get. It's just kind of a Babbitt pitcher and the things can happen. And overall, he's been fine, but there's real downside there and not much upside. So Agreed. not that excited about Paul Blackburn. Nope. The other names, John Gray goes to Miami. He's 52% owned. That's closer than it should be. It does not work for our contest, but nope. I'd be fine with it if you could get it, right? Yeah, yeah I would be too, yeah. Yeah. And then, as we mentioned, Charlie Morton all the way up at 67% going to Texas. So, out of our reach. How about, Matt, I think this is my pick, and I want to talk about it. Ronaldo Lopez is ready to debut for the White Sox. Well, there's nobody else. Like, I'm not that into it. I don't really trust it. But your boy Ronaldo Lopez is starting against the Royals. What are you thinking here? I'm... Thinking this is the the first time, the first of like thousands of starts you're going to see him make against the Royals, and I'm really hoping he gets off to a good start. Yeah, his AAA numbers aren't great, but it's AAA, so I'm not really worrying about it. It's more than a strikeout and inning. This is definitely like an actual real prospect. Yes, I, uh, he isn't. He isn't walk a ton of guys. I mean, no. I I mean, I feel like he might immediately be a number four starter. You know. And then hopefully okay. might have a ceiling for higher than that. But getting the Royals at home, I'm not that scared of the Royals, are you? No, not at all. Yeah. So 
I don't have huge expectations here, but on a day where there aren't many other picks, you know, decent matchup. Not a huge upside because it's his debut. Not his MLB debut, but his White Sox debut. No. I think Ronaldo Lopez will be okay. Was there anybody else on Friday you're thinking about? No. No. It's no. A, it's a weirdly tough day, for sure. How about hitters, Matt? Who are you thinking? Okay. I'm, I'm going to start with, we've got the, the Dodgers facing the Padres in Los Angeles, uh-huh. not in Petco. Uh-huh. And they get Clayton Richard. Yeah. So that means you want to load up with any Dodgers righties you could possibly find. Uh-huh. My C pick at 1%, uh, I take it back, no, 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 he's gonna be, I'm, I'm calling an audible, audible on the play. My A pick okay. at 1%, 1% owned okay. is Kike Hernandez. Yep. I think he's kind of a must against the lefties for sure. Yeah. OPS over 850 against against lefties, Clayton Richard. OPS against righties, I believe also over 850 off He's the top of my head. Up. It's a good matchup for sure. Uh, the downside here is that Enrique hasn't handled righties very well, so once the Dodgers beat up Clayton Richard, he don't know what he's going to do after that, you know? But True. I, I do like it at 1%. You know, he's going to be your third outfielder or who knows what in your DFS lineup. You can put him a lot of places. I like that. He's my B pick, so I'm right there with you. This is the cheap Dodger against the lefties. I like it a lot, especially in that matchup. Speaking of my B pick, I'm sticking with the Dodgers because there's okay. another guy I also like, but he's okay. a bit more expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, at, at 29% owned, uh, Logan Forsyth. Okay, yeah. Always good against lefties. Should be just yes, fine. Yes, he is. Um, yeah. So far, this season, 956 OPS against, super small sample size, but over the, the past three years, he's done damage against lefties. In fact, that was one of the reasons we really liked him last year. We, mm-hmm. We'd always use him against the lefty. Yep, very capable. Yeah, and especially against a mediocre lefty like Clayton Richard. Mm-hmm. And lastly, my A pick, uh, we've got Chris Stratton going to Washington yeah. to face the Nationals. I'm going to toss Adam Lind in there. Okay, can see that. Mm-hmm. I like that just fine. I, I used, you know, Adam Lynn just the other day, and it should be not a problem. He's he been getting more playing time, and he can definitely hit righties, you know. And obviously you're not worried about Chris Stratton. No. No. It's going to be good. Uh, yeah, I like that. I didn't make that pick, but I dig it. So my D pick, I just want to mention this guy. So you mentioned Nick Pavetta. He's a right-hander, and he struggles with righties real bad. He's been getting beat up. For some reason, handling lefties. Something backwards going on. But the point is he's not good. Mm. The Mets right-handed bat that I think is uh, decent against righties and underused right now. 30% owned Ahmed Rosario is like a top prospect. Like a top, top prospect that came up and hasn't done a lot yet. He's a shortstop. Mm. Right now, it's going to be more speed than power, and he hasn't really hit much. But I think 30% is under-owned for a guy that is not just like, oh, that's a guy. Like, no, he's like a top five in baseball prospect. He's way up there. And so I, I think he can hit somebody as not great as Nick Pavetta. So I'm into that. And more just suggesting that I wouldn't give up on him yet. I don't think the Mets are going to go, oh, you were stinky for three weeks and send him back down. I think he can help with speed and average down the stretch. So I like him. Similarly, kind of, my C pick Matt, the Twins get Anibal Sanchez and the Tigers, and I always look at the Twins lineup of who I can pick from here. And you know who's, like, showing signs of life, and you're going to laugh, because we've done this roller coaster a bunch, but Byron Buxton... I was going to guess! Come on, man! (laughs) Sorry, I believe you that you were going to think of Byron Buxton, but he's showing signs of life, right? A little bit? I've been so busy watching the White Sox beat up on the Astros that I haven't been paying attention. He's not been great, but he, I don't know. He just teases so much where, like, he's still not old. You're like, he could figure it out. But more importantly, he gets Anibal Sanchez, and he also runs. So 
I would think about Byron Buxton, who has been better lately, and again, it's Anibal Sanchez. So, oh. kind of like that. He's 22% owned, so, you know. That's super high. I'm not a Twins fan, but there's still that part of me in my head that's like, he could figure it out sometime. I mean, if, if, if Justin Smoke figured it out... <laughs> yeah, a little bit different, but yeah, absolutely. Oh, uh, no, just, I, I guess the one that never will is Brett Wallace. Oh, my goodness, you're right. Yeah, but that window kind of closed age-wise, I feel like, whereas Byron Buxton is 23. Like, true. And had way more talent than any of those guys, so it's not going right. to surprise me if he eventually figures it out. So I don't know that it'll be tomorrow, you know, but it's Anibal Sanchez. I'll be fine. My Fair B pick enough. is Enrique Hernandez. It's Clayton Richard. He'll be fine. My A pick, only guy I wanted more than Enrique, also 1% owned. I see Ubaldo on the schedule. I want a lefty in Oakland. They have called back up Matt Olson, who is a slugging first baseman, who hasn't quite figured it out yet either. That could be a questionable average, but there's power there, and it's Ubaldo. So I'm homer hunting with Matt Olson. And just hoping that, you know, lefty against him should be just fine. So, I like it. Yeah, I think it'll be just fine. It, it's Ubaldo, so. whatever. Okay, and then Saturday, Matt, the 12th. I also did not have many names for this. I'll be honest, I don't have many pitching names all weekend. I'm willing to say for the next two days we have, this, we have the exact same pick. Probably. Well, we did on the first day, too. Might be a boring show in that way. But I wrote three names down. Okay. Ian Kennedy goes to the White Sox. Still too boring, even for the White Sox? No, I'm not, I, not I can't do it. Actually, I, I'm, I'm picking against him, so I should tell you yeah. what I think of yeah. Jan Kennedy. Yeah, you, okay. You're picking a White Sox. All right, we'll get Damn. Ah, It's fine. They, they've been fine. Uh, how about your boy Brent Suter getting the Cincinnati Reds? They are not that right-handed. I, they have enough. I don't know. I don't think it's a great matchup at all. Yeah. I which, which right is you? For, uh, Adam Duvall is left-handed, correct? You're gonna make me. You're gonna quiz me on the uh, the Reds lineup. Sure, <laughs> no, I... Adam Duvall is the right-handed one. It's there not Shevler That's not Adam Duvall is right-handed. They have Zach Cozart who can hit, Correct. and okay. they have uh, Eugenio Suarez can hit. Okay, all right. So that's there's okay. a few guys like they can. They, again, they can't pitch, but they can hit a little bit. I don't know. I would think about Brent Suter. It's not my pick though. Doesn't sound like it's, it's not your my, pick. Not my, not my, no, it's not my pick either. I'm, I'm off the Suter train. If you could afford it. It would be Hyunjin Ryu getting San Diego, but Matt, he went up to 57% owned. I know. Good for him. He yeah, had that great great one last week. We had him against the Mets, and he delivered, and that was awesome. And just like we were talking about earlier, it, it did happen. It was Hyunjin Ryu. We can't pick him anymore. So, But that's a great matchup. I assume you endorse that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But for us, under 50% owned in this contest, I think it's Jeff Hoffman going to Miami. Who has a three six five ERA on the road? I know the overall numbers are a little sketchy, but it's scores. He's a Colorado pitcher. Cut him some slack. It's Miami. I'm not that scared of Miami, other than Giancarlo Stanton just keeps putting balls in the orbit, you know. But yeah. if he can avoid him, he's been okay lately, you know. No, uh, Jeff Hoffman on the road uh, in thirty seven innings of work, thirty six strikeouts, only eight walks, only yeah. four home runs allowed. I'm all about that. I think this is a great matchup for him. It really, yeah. I really do. Not only is it not Coors, but Miami's a pretty okay place to pitch. So mm-hmm. I think it'll be fine. Yeah. So that's it for you, too. Yeah, accurate. Okay. Yeah. Nobody else even really sticks out, right? Not that we can no. afford. I, I mean... Uh, Mike Clevenger, does that do anything for you? Uh, I do like Mike Clevenger just fine. He continues to be more than adequate. And I don't know, the Rays have some thump, but not enough to really stay away. So yeah. 
You could consider Mike Clevenger for sure. His uh, even four ERA, you know. It's been a little rough lately, but... Lucas Sims? I like great. Lucas Sims, actually. I think he's interesting. He has two starts so far, and they've not been great. And he's getting the Cardinals, so... Correct. I'm checking the box score, but not going near picking him. Uh, anybody else, Matt? Yeah, uh, we've got the, the Battle of the Ramirez Brothers, JC versus Erasmo. <laughs> That's true. Two guys that I know we're both at least a little bit intrigued by, but can't bring ourselves to pick. I don't no, think. the yeah. hard pass there. And the last guy, I do want to mention Trevor Williams, because he's actually been pretty hot in the past yeah. few months. Yeah, do you want him going to Toronto, though? No, I no, don't. But I don't either. Last three starts have been good. Then there was a bad one in there. Then there was a decent one before that. He has been better. He already down to four one seven, but going to Toronto is kind of scary. So. Yeah, post post All Star break, on uh, five starts, three innings of work, twenty two strikeouts, two six four ERA. Yeah, it's been better. It's been better. I just don't like the matchup. But you wouldn't no, be crazy, I would say. Okay, hitters for Saturday, Matt. Who are you thinking? Okay, the C pick. Mm-hmm. I'm picking against James Shields. Yeah, I bet you are. James Shields in in Chicago against the, against the Royals. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want lefties against him, and the one who sticks out like a sore thumb is Brandon Moss. Yep, that's my B pick. Also, yeah, yeah, I'm right there with you. Yeah, almost all, you know he's got a better OPS this year against lefties, which is sad. Um, but all, almost all of his power comes against righties, and with him, you're essentially homer hunting. Yeah, no, absolutely, and he's been doing that. He's been better lately. The average is not good. It's probably not going to get good, but the power's been there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. And speaking of the Royals, I'm picking against Jan Kennedy. Okay. I did With not him. do that, but I, I believe I understand, yeah. He's got a bit of a split against lefties. The OPS against Ian Kennedy is about 100 points higher than it is against righties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there, it, there is a bit of a split there. And the White Sox have a lefty who's at 1% owned. Okay. Who are you thinking? Nikki Stakes! Nikki Delmonico! Uh, okay. What do you like about Nikki Delmonico? He is, in fact, left-handed, and all he's done since he's come up is hit. Sure. Hasn't been that long, but yes, for sure. You know, he's he's not really a prospect. He's like an organizational guy. Yeah. If he's the 25th man on your roster, your your roster is in good shape. So he's not, like, highly ranked on the White Sox list, but that's kind of because their farm is so stacked. Like, I True. bet he would be a prospect on other lists. You can't be like, oh, he's... Well, not like a big prospect, but you're like, oh, he doesn't make their top 30, and it's like, yeah, their top 30. No, no, he, he's, he's in the top 30, but he, he's, he's 25 years old, and this is his first crack at Major League action. Uh-huh. So when I see you know a, tw- a guy who's 25 years old and has been you know with Charlotte for a while, he's not, say, like, you know, Yuan Moncada or even like a Blake Rutherford. He's, he's an organizational guy. Sure. Not a prospect, but no. he's going to face, you know, Ian Kennedy, so... He's, Why not, he, right? Honestly, he's—I think he's—he's he, he's earned a longer look at the major league level. I mean, he—he he came up because somebody had a concussion and needed seven days, mm-hmm. and he's probably going to stick for the rest of the season. Right. Can't and good for him about that. Yeah. No. Yeah, that's what they said when they're taking up uh, Ronaldo Lopez too. They're like, this isn't a one-start thing. They're like, it's—we're the tank socks, and it's August. Let them play a few months, you know. So these guys kind of have their jobs unless they try hard to lose them. Pretty, if it means the big pelf goes onto the bullpen, I'm all for it. Yeah, absolutely. Give Lopez a couple, you know, what is that, 10 starts down the stretch probably? See what Not happens. Even. I think it's like you know, six. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, okay, how about your A pick, though? Who do you okay, like A-pick. more than Nick Delmonico? <laughs> Julius Chassin is on the road. Yes. That means we want lefties against, lefties playing against yes. him. That's a good matchup of splits against him. And I'm sending out our guy, Jack Peterson, at 33% owned. 
I see that. That is my C pick. So I was right there with you just about. Yeah, that's by our standards a little bit of spending. Not so bad in DFS or whatever, but yeah, Shasin is so bad on the road and so bad against lefties. That's just a really good matchup for him. Seriously, if if you want to win money, put Jack Peterson in there against yeah. Julius Shasin. It's it's yeah. my lock click <laughs> of the day. There you go. That's somebody we gotta like cut that and that'll just be our new thing is the soundbite <laughs> of you literally saying lock click of the day. Uh I'm into that. Even though it's my I, I, C pick, I'm into I'm it. Sorry. I would have said shoe in of, of the day, but I couldn't think of a sound effect for a shoe. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the lock click of the day is good. I'm going to say it like that, too. <laughs> I thought you might like it. Um, so my C pick is Jock Peterson. Not quite the lock for me, but I do really like it. My B pick is Brandon Moss. It's just, just cheaper homer hunting, but same idea. My A pick, this is boring. We've talked about him. I have not used him in August. But I see Jordan Zimmerman. I want that. I want the Detroit bullpen. He's only 6% owned. Eddie Rosario handles righties. He's such like a Seth Smith type of like under-owned and can hit righties and produce but not be a star at all. But useful. Good good like third outfielder will be fine. So. I'm a fan of Eddie Rosario's. Me too. At 6% owned, I'm all about it. So I'm going slow and steady here with Eddie Rosario as my A pick. It's Jordan Zimmerman. It's the Tigers bullpen. Whatever. How about Sunday the 13th? I also, again, only wrote down three names. Rams. It's it's tough. It's tough. Uh, Matt Parker Bridwell again. I believed him last time. He's going to Seattle. He's getting the Mariners. You gonna think about it at all? I would think about it, but there's a guy, there's somebody I like more, so no. But it's a green light, greenish light. Yeah, I'd say, I'd, I'd say you know green. What do you get when you combine green and yellow? Is that like? It's gonna be some color between them, basically. Okay. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I like that fine. How about German Marquez going to Miami? He's been decent lately, and he's 47% owned. He's right at the line, but it's kind of gotten it together lately. Are you thinking about this at all? That's my pick. Yeah, I like that too. I think that's my pick too. I'm Now I just want to pick something different, but I think that's my pick too. But there's another name that we're going to at least talk about oh? think about. Uh, Ariel Miranda is at home against the Angels, and oh. he still has a three-three-four ERA at home. The Angels are also 29th in baseball against lefties, but it's hard for me to read into that too much because the lineup has kind of, like, shifted so much this year. They had all that time without Trout, and, you know, and they're pretty right-handed, but Miranda, for whatever reason, loves pitching at Safeco, so... I would think about Ariel Miranda. The problem is he's also just kind of been bad in the second half in general. Even if he's better at home, he's just not been very good. Here's his ERA by months. April 381, May 445, June 332, looks good. July 655, August, it's only two starts, 844. So I don't want to read too much into that. Again, at home, been good. But I'm going to think about it, but I'm going to go German Marquez with you. I'm just not scared of Miami. We're going to allow a homer to Giancarlo Stanton and then settle in and go six innings, two runs, and be fine. Is there anybody else on Sunday you liked at all? Do you want to talk about Chris Flexen? He's been bad. That's the problem. Awful. It's been, it's only three starts, but the ERA is above eight. Yes. Yes. So still a little bit interesting, and he has a good matchup. 
but I want to see something, you know, before you consider picking him. But the, the only other name I even considered was Matt Boyd, and that's just because uh, he's he's in fact a lefty, yeah. And the Twins are so left-handed that I thought it might be kind of an intriguing matchup. Here's his earned runs allowed going back by game log though. Yeah, I look okay. Uh, Five, three, 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 four, three, four, seven. Like he doesn't have any good starts. You got to sprinkle in a good one every once in a while, and it's just no. That's has... a mediocre pitcher. That's like the yeah. picture of mediocrity. So yeah. ERA over five, passing on Matt Boyd. So yeah, Jeremy Hellickson goes to Oakland. No, I mean hey. Zach Eflin starts against the Mets. No, Matt Garza gets the Reds. Mm. Sal Romano on the other side against the Brewers. Mm. God, no, it's it's German Marquez, it's Parker Bridwell or Ariel Miranda. I think are the three that I actually like. So and how about hitters for Sunday, Matt? How are you thinking? Okay, for my C pick. Speaking of Zach Eflin, I'm picking against him. Okay, I can see that. He's been bad enough. You can do that. He's in fact right-handed, and you want lefties against him. He's got a bit of a split there. Mm-hmm. The lefty in the Mets lineup that intrigues me is Old Man Taters, Curtis Granderson. <laughs> did you just make that nickname up? I feel like yes, you did. I literally made it up on the spot. I'm not kidding. I, I'm into it. I'm into it. It worked. I had to ask, so obviously, uh, you pulled it off at least halfway okay. But yeah, yeah. so so far this season, 15 home runs, 11 of them against righties. Mm-hmm. He actually has four stolen bases against in, against righties with only one caught stealing. Good for him. He never completely stopped stealing bases. He just didn't do it like he used to. Yeah, I don't know. He's a really good boring, productive player, for sure. Yes. He's not Seth Smith or Eddie Rosario, but kind of like that kind of thing. So I yeah. think Seth Smith is about 10 times more exciting than Curtis Granderson. <laughs> but him getting Zach Leffen in Philadelphia is going to be just fine, for sure. Yeah. Did they ever say that I, I was at Curtis Granderson's Major League debut? I don't think you did tell me that, no. Yeah, but it was. I just remember the year he had, what was it? 20 doubles, 20 steals, 20 triples, 20 home runs or something. Some really weird checked all the boxes thing when he had that crazy year. Yeah. It'd be hard to hit 20 triples. Okay. Who else do you got? Who's your B pick? Okay. Uh, B pick. Matt Moore is going to Washington to face off against the Nationals. Yes. Uh, We've talked about his, you know, goofy splits like all year. Um, mm-hmm. he's, got the, he's, he's a lefty who's been pounded by lefties and pounded by righties, but really pounded by lefties. I don't really buy into that. I just think it's like a, a, a small sample size that, you know, it, it, you know, he just got gave, gave up a few homers and it's kind of skewed his sample all year and that's kind of where it's going to sit. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to make of that. I, I do know that I want righties, righties who hit lefties well against him. Yep. And I'm going to toss Wilmer Defoe. Oh, okay. There okay. against the switch hitter. Um, I saw Wilmer Defoe's name, but I admittedly was like, eh, whatever. What do you like about Wilmer Defoe? He's got an OPS over 1,000 against lefties in a super tiny sample. <laughs> so maybe repeatable, but he's at least shown it. He's at least he's done at, it. He's, he's at least flashed that he can he can whomp on lefties a little bit, yeah. And Matt Moore has just been... Uh, He's just been so awful this season that I, I don't see why Wilmer Defoe can't score like four runs against him. Right. He's in a lineup that's going to score runs in this game. Correct. Yeah. Right. So. It's, my, it's my thought process there. And he's a cheap shortstop. So there yeah. you go. I like that. Just fine. How about your A-pick? A-pick. Speaking of our guy, Chris Flexen, mm-hmm. he, he's, he gets the Phillies again. He, he's, in fact, right-handed. Handedness really doesn't matter against him because he's been so rough. But I'm going to go with I'm, I'm going to go with a... a you know, leftier in this case, a switch hitter hmm. at nineteen percent owned. Freddie Galvis has done a, has done damage against righties all year. Yeah, I have no problem with that at all. I've picked Freddie Galvis plenty of times. 
it's kind of a like a homer guy and a speed guy who doesn't get on base well, but in a roto category, that's fine. Actually, better than you think against rarities. Nine of his 11 home runs, all 10 of his stolen bases come against rarities, and he has a 3-2-1 on base percentage against right-handers this year. Yep, that'll do. That'll do for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's Chris Flexen. It's in Philadelphia. Uh, and did I say 19% or... or yes, 16? you said 19%. Uh, I lied. It's 16. Okay. Even better. Perfect. Oh, for me, yes. Yeah. So, my picks. My C pick, I also want Matt Moore. I didn't go as cheap as Wilmer Defoe, but our boy Howie Kendrick just pounded on lefties. That's his job. So, Matt Moore should be fine there as a C pick. My B pick, I, instead of Byron Buxton getting a righty, he gets Matt Boyd. I'll pick against Matt Boyd and actually give Byron Buxton the uh, platoon advantage. He's been a little bit better against lefties than righties this year, but... And it's a B pick. I'm thinking about Byron Buxton again. And then my A pick, we've said him before, he just doesn't get in enough. But if Ezekiel Carrera can start against Chad Cool, he has such problems with lefties. And Ezekiel Carrera, kind of a fourth outfielder, but when he starts, he's been good, you know. And him getting a righty like Chad Cool, I think he's going to be just fine. And he's 1% owned. So check your lineups on Sunday if Ezekiel Carrera gets in there in the morning. And again, it's Chad Cool. And on a Sunday morning, I think there's a chance that he might play. So I am thinking about that at 1%. All right, Matt. Bonus Monday. We're going to do four in this episode. Here we go. I actually had more picks that I liked here for Monday than most of the other days. So Me too. Hopefully we can find something and not agree and tell each other the other picks are garbage. So We'll, we'll try. See. Chad Bettis starts for the Rockies for the first time this year. It's in Coors. We're not going to consider this. I just wanted to mention that Chad Bettis was back, right? Okay. I, I you don't. He was never even... I feel like he was one of those prospects where, like, he might be good sometime, and he wasn't. So, I don't know. It's hard, of course. So, career ERA over five. I didn't even realize that. Anyway, that's plenty on Chad Bettis. Ignore. How about your boy Jarrell Cotton getting the Royals? I talked myself out of this pick. But you thought about it? Yeah. <laughs> you like him more than I do. You're going to be one of your favorite sleepers next year. But, he really yeah. is, but there, uh, I can't take him at home this year. He's just been so awful in Oakland for whatever reason. It's weird. Just, yeah. The, the pitcher's park just does not compute there. Yeah. So Colin McHugh allowed seven runs to the White Sox last time. That was tough. Yeah. He's going again. He's going to Arizona. Much tougher matchup. You got to skip this one? Uh, I'm tapping out. Yes. No, thank you. Yes. I'm thinking about it because I like Colin McHugh, but bad matchup. No, thanks. Bad How about, like... Is going to San Diego enough for you to consider Jared Eikhoff? Yeah. Yeah. I, I I looked real long and hard at this. It's so boring, but he's also been decent lately. He has, you know, some quality starts under his belt lately, and he's been going at least five innings going back nine games, either five or six innings. Last time was six and two-thirds. Only once is he allowed eh, a couple times more than two or three runs. He's a four four five pitcher, and it's been about consistent like that. So I also see he only has three wins on the year, and that's kind of brutal. But well, it's Phillies. Come on. I know. I know. But he's going to San Diego. I think that's totally doable. I don't love it, but I don't think he'd be crazy at all. The cheap option here. On the flip side, is pitching in San Diego enough against the Phillies enough for you to consider Travis Wood? Travis Wood's been horrible. No. He's been real bad. Going, to, I mean, he's a, I can't recommend somebody with an ERA over six. His, he said three starts with the Padres. One was at home. He went six innings, two runs, seven strikeouts. 
And then he's had two starts on the road, and he's allowed four runs and five runs. It's, yeah. I would think about it, like real, real deep GPP or something, because I could see a quality start here against the Phillies, but there's a lot of downside. So staying away from our spreadsheet, but would at least consider it in DFS. Matt, did we both pick Adam Conley at home against the Giants? No, I think I'm going to go with Jer- Jared Eikhoff. Okay, we did disagree, but I do want Although, Adam Conley at home. I, I just realized my, my A pick is also against Jared Eikhoff. <laughs> Are you going to do this again, or are you going to change your picks around? So, so you're 100% on Conley? Uh, yeah, I'm going to take Adam Conley. I did also look at our good friend Ty Blotch. Oh, gross. No. I, there's just, again, no upside. His ERA yeah. is down to 415, and he's been keeping the runs off the board, but he doesn't strike anybody out. You know, He's not yeah. that bad, by all means, but he's also not very good. So, 5 yeah. point... No, 443K per 9. Meh, for a tie block. So about one strikeout every two innings. So yeah, I can't pick that. I think it could be a quality start, but there's just not a lot there. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I'll I'll stick with Ikoff, but I'm also picking against him. Just okay. <laughs> uh, to make of yeah, I guess I guess that's probably like an excuse like not to take him. Like he he's he's on my spreadsheet, but I'm also picking against him. So all right. Well, you can do both, though. It can yep. be a fun pick. I see that, for sure. Uh, I just... The Giants don't hit. They haven't hit lefties all year. It's not like they've been re-energized with new guys that are going to change that. They're 28th against lefties on the air. And Adam Conley's been okay. He's have you not seen, exciting, okay. But... Have you seen his splits? Adam Conley? Yes. Yeah. I mean, what? That he's bad at home and good on the road? Yes. Yeah. He's had trouble. I mean, it's... I'm not that worried about it. It's only been five starts at home. Isn't this area over eight at home? It is. He's been blown up at home a little bit, including, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, I'm so not that worried w- about it. Would you take Julius Chassin on the road? No, but that, that how long did that take me to like believe that, though? <laughs> that took until August, literally. It took four months before I finally bought into that. And so six starts from Conley is not enough for me. I mean, right. I can look here at what's happened is on May 8th, he allowed seven runs to the Cardinals. On April 28th, that many months ago, he allowed nine runs and got five outs against the Pirates, you know. And I, I don't know. None of these other ones are that bad. He's had two real bad blowups this year. And then last time out, he allowed five runs to the Nationals. But it's the Nationals. They're kind of scary. It's the Giants. I'm just... The pick against the Giants is basically what I'm doing here. But, yeah. It's not a slam dunk for me. I'm not saying, yeah, he's an ace in this situation. Go grab him. Just... It's fine enough for me in this matchup. So... But I like Eikhoff, too. For sure. All right, Matt. Oh, I also wanted to mention Jake Odorizzi going to Toronto. He's 53% on. I know. I like okay. Yeah, I was, like, legitimately angry about that because... Because it was close. It would have yeah. made it, like, it would have made my day so much easier. Just just toss, you know... That would have been your there. pick, huh? Yeah. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> okay, how about hitters, Matt? Who are you thinking for right. Monday? Speaking of... I'm not going to... I'll start... I'm not going to bury the lead here. My A pick against Jared Eikhoff is Yandriver Solarte. Okay. And it's just the lefty thing. He hits righties, and yeah, yeah. yeah well, you know, we talk about Icoff a lot, and his correct. weakness there. So yeah, well, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna go over the splits. It's you know, we, we've talked about it, and uh, you know, just about every show for the past. Oh. It's a good situation. Yeah. B pick. Uh, Rafa Montero is going, is well, staying in New York, but he's going to Yankee Stadium. Mm-hmm. It's a bad place to be. His area is over six, also right now. Yeah, he's bad. So, and not only that, he's been especially bad against lefties, and. Mm-hmm. 
The Yankees have a few lefties, in particular they have Jacoby Ellsbury at 29%, who I'm tossing in there okay. against them. I can see that for sure. Yeah. All right. And then who's your, your C pick? Is uh is Younger still your A pick? Yes. Okay. Who are you thinking? Uh, C pick. Uh, Julio Teheran is going to Colorado. Uh-huh. He's actually been just about equally bad against lefties and righties. Uh, OPS against just over, I believe, just over 800 against both. Yeah, usually not the case, but he's been bad enough that he's been giving up the righties this year, too. He's been rough. And I'm going to toss a lefty in there against him at 1% on Rymel Tapia. Yep, he's the cheap Rocky you can use. I have him as my C pick also, mm. actually. Yeah, I like that just fine. And especially in, in that matchup that should be... Yeah, Leo Toronto's not good. <laughs> he's remember when they like wouldn't trade him because he was like part of their future when they're rebuilding, and I was like, I guess I, I would have traded him. So yeah, so I'm similar to what you got here. You'll like these. I got Ramel Tapia at C, my B pick. I also want a piece of Rafael Montero, but I dug a little bit deeper on the Yankees <laughs> lineup. Do you like anything about Garrett Cooper? who's been starting at first base for he's, them. He's a quad A. He's absolutely hitter. a quad A player. Yes. Uh, this is not a run out and grab him guy. No. This guy does probably not have a big Yankee future, but he's you been know. starting at first base. He's going to play in Yankee Stadium in this game, and he's going to face Rafael Montero. That's enough for me at 1%, to be honest. If Nicky Delmonico doesn't you know, blow your skirt up, <laughs> I can't imagine you picking Garrett Cooper. It depends on your format and what you're doing. I like his 1% owned, and if you're in a GPP where you want unpopular guys and then you can afford to get other guys, I'd think about it. Maybe less so in your 50-50s or whatever, but... Yeah, like it could be a very easy 0 for 4, absolutely. But help me out, Rafael Montero. And then my A pick, I've been calling him boring, not boring to you, but Seth Smith gets Giovanni Gallardo, and he's going back to Seattle. So I'm fine with using a lefty against Giovanni Gallardo. He's been real bad. 5-3-8 ERA, so not over 6, but yeah. Gallardo's actually had more trouble with righties than lefties, but I don't really care. I think Seth Smith should be able to handle that just fine. At 1% owned, it's my Seth Smith use in August. I think we've used him a lot this year. So, yeah. All right. Uh, that is our weekend and a day. Matt, do you have anything else before we get out oh, of here? Yeah, okay, we got, we got stuff to talk about. Okay. All right, I'll, try to, I'll make this as quick as I can because we, we both want to get to bed, although I have the day sure. off tomorrow, you don't. Yes. First off, we, we forgot to mention what's going to happen on the uh, on the Friday Kansas City White Sox game. Okay. It's Melky Cabrera returning to U.S. Cellular after the trade. Okay. Getting a big warm welcome back, surely. Okay. Now, when you put together the tribute video, do you go for, like, you know, like, shots of him, like, making errors or shots of him just being goofy? I'm like, what's the definitive Melky Cabrera moment? For the White Sox. I think it's hitting the guitar with, or hitting the baseball with the guitar, clearly. Yeah, I know that it is for you. That's <laughs> got to, you know, be real prominent in that video, for sure. If I was putting it together, that that would probably be, like, the video. Like, just that yeah. shot again and again. Just that. That's enough. You'd be like, welcome back. You did this once. And they gave him a bajillion dollars. Yeah. Oh. That'll be fun. And they're going to love him. Do you think they're going to root for him? They're going to be into it. I, yeah. okay. The only other time I've really been to a White Sox game where, like, a returning player came back was Frank Thomas's first back, first game back. Nobody booed Frank Thomas. Oh, uh, okay. Not. He came up to bat. They did the video package. Everybody was got, everybody got all weepy. He took off his hat, waved it around. Mm-hmm. Blasted a home run off John Garland. <laughs> and then everybody like gets uh, better. Do we cheer for this? Uh, okay. Second time up, yeah. uh, he gets again a, 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 a softer cheer, not quite as impressive, but still a cheer. Sure. You know, nobody nobody's booing yet. Another home run off John Garland. 
uh-huh. and then it's just <laughs> then it's just rude. Third time, third time he came up, uh, showered with booze. That's pretty funny, actually. I like that. That, that. that game was a lot of fun. I'll tell you about that another time. Anyway, so so Friday we've got the Melky return, and they they also they released the nickname jerseys. I did see these. Yes, I'm sure most people have seen these also, but yeah, they're pretty good. You have a favorite, Dylan. Um, I sent you the story of Shinsu Chu and Joey Votto. Yes, it's not did. funny. It's not funny, but it's at least interesting. I think that's fantastic. I was really that it's real good. impressed the yeah. the fact that both of them did it like impressed the hell out of me. Yeah, that's real good. It's not funny. I think my favorite might be. Do you want to explain to the listeners what the story uh, is? My pronunciation will be worse, but it's that Shinsu Chu is Korean and was playing for like one year with the Reds only. Correct. And him and Joey Votto hit it off, and Shinsu Chu was awesome that year. He was an on base machine, and Joey Votto loves that. And Joey Votto told Shinsu Chu that he was chasing him around the track like a dog that chases a rabbit like the greyhounds basically mm-hmm. and uh and shinsu chu had the name for it which would be what toki toki yeah toki yeah and said that you're the rabbit and i'm chasing you around and then they started calling each other toki and shinsu chu is toki one and joy vado is toki two and it was about them trying to make each other better and build each other up you know especially in their performance mm-hmm. so yeah, he gave a good story about that, for sure. And so, even though they haven't played together for years now, I guess they're still buds, and that means a lot to Joey Votto, and I dig that. So, they have that on their jerseys this weekend. My favorite is probably Corey's brother. It's pretty funny. <laughs> Kyle Seeger seems to have a, a sense of humor, for sure. Even though he is a very capable and solid baseball player himself, you know, but... I like that. I just noticed, noticed more how many of them are bad. That stuck out more to me. That Yeah, there are a lot of baseball players who don't have a sense of humor. Or they think they do, and it's bad. Yeah, so a lot of them are, are pretty boring nicknames, for sure. But, yeah, there was a good write-up on those. I, I like those. Did you have a favorite, Matt? I, I had a few. Let's see. You know, the, the fact that the Korean players actually put their name, you know, Kim Hyun Soo is... Mm-hmm. In Korean language, you know, Kim Hyun Soo and uh, Osung Hwan are in Korean language. Uh, you had Eric Thames with doing the uh, Sangnamja, meaning translating literally the cool guy. Mm-hmm. Logan Forsyth is a good one. I forget what it was. It was Bogie Bear. Right. Yeah. And I think Chris Archer had given him the name or something. Hey, yeah. Really, it's fine. It's something like that. Yeah. Nick Vincent Hubba Hubba. Some of them you feel like there's probably a story to, and we don't know all of them, but. Uh, Josh Fegley. Yeah, his is PTBNL, yes. <laughs> player to be named later, even though he's never been a PTBNL. Right. But yeah, also a joke about how he feels about <laughs> being a player. Uh, Matt Duffy. Duffman yep. is good. Yeah. Uh, Michael Blazik is, is like a, a favorite around the office. Is Just Blaze It or it's something? Just Blaze. <laughs> just Blaze. That's real silly. But I'm sure he's heard every joke ever about it. I'm sure. Jed Jorko. <laughs> His just says Jerko, right? Yes, it does. Which is like the most Jed Jerko thing to ever do. Like, come on, man. <laughs> There's so many places. You must have so many nicknames. He probably hates them all. He's probably heard every one of them and is not into it. Why is, why is Craig Kimbrell Dirty Craig? I don't know. Again, there's probably a lot of stories to a lot of them, and I bet a lot of the stories are bad. I'm sure they are. Yeah. 
I'm trying to. I'm just, yeah. I'm just it, it'll be fun though. That's what in a few weeks. I think it's kind of a cool thing. They're going to sell a ton of jerseys. So you're going to make a bunch of money doing it. Um, so yeah. this might be fun. Like this might become a, like a cool tradition every year if they do more of it. I hope. I hope it does because I baseball tries to reach the kids and be fun and not stuffy. It's like yeah, this is actually kind of fun and it's okay. You know. So I'm into it. We'll be good. Okay, Matt. You got anything else before we get out of here? No, I, I think we, we we covered it pretty well. I'm, I'm, I'm... I think that's pretty good. So, yeah, we will be off for four days instead of three in this break. We'll be back on Tuesday. We'll record on Monday. And, uh, yeah, I think next week I might actually go see a Mariners game. Might actually go see an MLB game, which um, should be good. I, got, I, have, I have tickets to see a Braves game in, in uh, uh, September. Oh, that'll be cool. Yeah, we might have to rearrange a schedule one or two more times. Well, no, I'm going to see my parents. They live in Atlanta, and Dad wants... You told me. Yeah, we're going to go see the, the Braves and the Nationals. That'll be fun. That'll be cool. We'll have to do some more uh, concession reports when we go check out games. Oh, so. dude, I... <laughs> Don't worry about it. I, I'll, I'll be. I'll, I'll have that covered. Well, Matt is on Twitter at Matt D underscore DFS, and he'll be tweeting about concession reports and going to games. I'm on Twitter at Higgins FOS, and I will also probably be tweeting a little bit about at least going to a game next week or whatever. But yeah, that should about do it for us. For Matt, I'm Dylan. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. This podcast is over. Thank you for listening to the Field of Streams podcast. For more fantasy baseball analysis, visit fangraphs.com slash fantasy or follow us on Twitter at Rotographs. Are we going to start that now with no context? Yes. <laughs> uh, okay, works for me.